At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. G'day everyone, Lauren Kress, the business scientist here. Oh my goodness, this episode is so good. It is with the podcast host of Nerds of Business, Darren Moffat, and we're talking about some of those big questions that I get asked all the time when it comes to podcasting, like how do you start a podcast? How do you make sure it's good? And we're talking specifically about podcasts that grow your business, right? So we're not talking about the hobby podcast. We're talking about how do you actually create a show that is going to serve your business, going to help you generate leads, find customers, engage customers, and how do you grow that audience as well, which is something that I haven't seen a lot of great stuff out there about. Like there, there is a lot of content, but none of it's that great. Uh, so Darren shares some really like hot tips on what you need to do. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast or you've got a podcast and you want to grow it, you need to listen to this episode. It is awesome. You'll pick up some marketing ideas as well, but really, really good for anyone who's interested in podcasting. So highly recommend going and checking out Darren's show, Nerds of Business. What a name. Love that name. And yeah, we just completely nerd out on this show. <laughs> so just before we get on to that, if you're enjoying this show, if you can think of someone who would really benefit from this, please share it with them or share it with your Facebook group, share it on Twitter, share it wherever you think it would be able to reach the people who would benefit from it. It goes a long way. And if you want to help me keep this show going uh, with all the little things that come up to, to run a podcast, uh, you can have, head over to my Ko-fi page. It's ko-fi.com forward slash Lauren Cress. Anything you can do there, really, really appreciate it. All right, there might be a little ad break here and then we'll get on to the main part of the show. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now, driving at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. G'day everyone. Lauren Crest, the business scientist here. I'm here with Darren Moffat and we're going to be talking about podcasting because so many people have questions about podcasting. Should I be doing it to grow my business? Is this something that's worthwhile? It seems like a lot of effort. I tried it out. It didn't work. Should I go ahead? Should I try it again? We're going to be talking about that today. But to start with, Darren, tell us a little bit about you and what you do. 
Hey, Lauren. Yeah, well, look, thanks for having me. Um, it's great to be here. Um, so, um, look, I'm, I'm a bit of a, a mongrel. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a hybrid. I, I do a bunch of things and um, I'm, I'm one of those annoying people that's a little hard to categorise. But, look, essentially, uh, I would say, first and foremost, I'm an entrepreneur. So I've, I've got two businesses. One is a, a finance broking business called Seniors First that um, has been going for nearly 15 years and is, um, yeah, does pretty well. And, and then I've got a digital marketing agency called WebBuzz. Um, and, um, and WebBuzz really kind of came out of uh, building the senior first business online. So we got quite good at that. And then other people started asking us, you know, hey, can you do some of that SEO digital stuff for me too? Um, and it just turned into a, a whole new business. Uh, so that's been going for about five or six years now. And we help mostly small to medium-sized businesses who want to grow online. And you're a podcaster. And I'm a podcaster. So, um, yes, uh, we, I took the decision late last year that I, I wanted to get into podcasting um, probably, probably around the time of peak podcasts, so when everyone was getting into it, I launched a, uh, a podcast called Nerds of Business. And, and that is uh, the, the premise for that podcast is to talk about um, growing businesses, uh, being an entrepreneur, the challenges. We solve the key challenges of uh, running and launching a business one problem at a time. And it's a documentary-style podcast. So, you know, each episode we talk to some experts, we talk to some entrepreneurs, and we get different points of view, and then we wrap it all up and try and reach some conclusions. Um, so, yeah, that's been a lot of fun. Love it. And that's that's hard work, right? Because that, I mean, I feel like I'm like a lazy podcaster in the sense that I get to talk to someone awesome like you, I get to pick your brains and then I go, look at this awesome conversation I had and put it out into the world. How long does it take you to like put one of those shows together? Like is it a lot of effort? It's a ton of work. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's getting better now because I've developed systems. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm faster. But, yeah, look, to do this kind of narrative um a sort of documentary style podcast is um, is harder. Uh, you've got to pre-plan everything. There's a lot of strategic thought that goes into uh, you know what each episode is going to be about, the questions you're going to ask guests, and then you and then I ha I bulk interview everyone at the start of the season, and then I cut it up and edit it into each episode as we go along. So it's definitely harder. It's definitely a lot more work, um, but. I've already had a big payoff. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. Awesome. I want to dig into what that looks like in a second. Just want to give a quick shout out to Karen Tisdall who said, you're not lazy, Lauren. <laughs> Thanks, Karen. I appreciate it. And well, I can't vouch for that, but I, 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 yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. Well, Karen said it, right? So it's true. I've got someone else here, a witness. Karen said, what do um, Darren say his podcast is called? Darren, do you want to just say the name of your podcast again? Absolutely, it's called Nerds of Business, and uh, you know, so I'm 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 nerding out today. This is my nerd. I've got my nerd on, and and so the whole podcast is about, uh, in a playful way, talking to uh, nerds um, and, um, and 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 really going deep, nerding out onto onto particular topics. And the first series, which is almost finished, was on branding, which I know um, you're very much into, Lauren. And so we looked at all the aspects of branding, all the key aspects that I thought were important for entrepreneurs and small businesses, and we deconstructed each topic one episode at a time and looked at it from the angle of the branding experts. So we had some brand um, 
consultants, uh, uh, who uh, Rachel Bevins, there's a shout out for Rachel Bevins from the Healthy Brand Company. Uh, John and Michael from the Image Group were, the, were our two resident uh, branding experts for the series. And then we had a whole series of awesome entrepreneurs uh, who would add their perspective on each each topic. Love it. Um, just a quick shout out to a few more people. So Susan Chadwick, Suzanne Chadwick, sorry, Susan, I always do that, said nerding out is always a good thing. And Jeremy Mish said, good evening, Lauren and Darren. Hey, Jeremy, hope you're doing well over in the States. Uh, and Karen said, so good to see that you have a LinkedIn page for your podcast because, yeah, I do that as well. And I think it is really important. Karen's a, a LinkedIn expert. So that's good kudos, kudos to get from Karen. I'm going to start in the middle of the story with this a little bit because you mentioned benefits, right? You mentioned like it's had this massive payoff. I yep. want people to keep watching. So I want to ask you first, tell us about the payoff and then we'll talk more about how you got there. Um, what has it meant for you for your business? Yeah, look, um, the payoff is that the immediate payoff for the business is in terms of branding and it's in turn it, it humanizes our agency so web buzz it humanizes the brand uh it we get to show people our our expertise and our our you know what deep domain on digital marketing without selling you know without hard selling uh, and podcasting is a very intimate medium you know people listen to your voice they think you know, they start to feel they get to know you uh, and so in terms of immediate payoff, it would be that our conversion rate has increased. So from B2B, uh, as you may be aware, Lauren, uh, the conversion rate for, for leads, people who show an interest in the, in the business, add to converting, um, it's pretty hard. To, that sort of around 5% is the industry standard for B2B conversion. Uh, we're punching well above that, uh, and, and that's increased uh, because of the podcast. So to give you an example, um, we're just about to uh, do a big project for um, a doctor who's who's launching a um, telehealth uh, business. Very exciting! Um, uh, shout out to uh, Dr. Kamal there, and um, and and so I know that he he's listened to the podcast, and I think that gave him some comfort that you know we know what we're doing, uh, we're good people, because uh, there's a lot of charlatans and, and shonks, uh, unfortunately, in the digital marketing game. So so it does establish authority, credibility, and trustworthiness, which is really, they're the things that ultimately convert people from an inquiry into a sale. Yeah, I think that point around the depth of engagement and that intimacy is such an important one because I think, and this is going to depend on your business objectives and things like that. But like for me, I'm not trying to sell like a $2 product, right? And I imagine yeah. you're the same, right? So for us, it's like, having five people get to intimately know us through our podcast can actually have a massive benefit, right? Like, I mean, okay, yes, if you're getting five five listens over a period of a year, you probably <laughs> need to think about your marketing strategy a little bit. But yeah. I think there is something in that depth of engagement. Like I look at on YouTube, if you're getting five minutes, someone watching a video of five minutes, you are doing like really well. Like I've, I get on average about three minutes 30 and I'm like super happy with that. Three minutes, 30 seconds average watch on YouTube is actually really hard to get. It doesn't sound like a lot. People think, oh, yeah. that's not really great. On a podcast, we're talking about on average, I think it's something like 80%. People watch, listen to about 80% of a show. So mm. if your show's 30 minutes long, you're getting 20 minutes of someone actually engaging with you. Um, yeah. What does that mean in terms of for them as a stranger coming to a show, listening to you, how mm. far along does that get them along the buyer's journey? 
Yeah, well, that's uh, that's a very good point. I mean, it, it gets them a long way. And, and in fact, uh, I, I looked at our stats recently on um, uh, through the Apple podcasting platform. And what you're talking about there is technically technically called the consumption rate. So uh, how, how much of the episode people listen to. Um, and if you're getting anywhere near sort of uh, 80%, you're actually doing exceptionally well. Um, consumption rate for a lot of podcasts is a lot lower than that uh, because they're... Um, they're often people, you know, the content's not terribly exciting. They're, the thing with podcasts is that there is, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very big pool, but the quality content's actually quite shallow. Uh, for quality content, yes, you can get, you know, 60, 70, 80% consumption rate. Uh, and, and some of our episodes are, de- are, are right up there. Um, I was aware that there's one, I can't remember the name of it, but... Um, he had a 99% consumption rate. So that's wow. almost perfect editorial um, control or, or input on the show matching to what the audience wants to hear, yeah? So it's very much um, if you've got the attention of someone for half an hour, you know, 40 minutes, whatever it is, of course they're going to feel more bonded to you and feel like they know you, and, and they really do because... You are. You can't fake that. You know, if if you're if you're spinning garbage or you don't know your stuff, you, there's no way you can do that for half an hour. You're going to be found out much much sooner than that. So in a sense, it, it's a real test. Um, the the cream rises to the top uh, with the mm. podcasting, definitely. Mm. Suzanne said, "I've been tracking where my sales come from, and so many people have said they listen to their podcast. I love that you're tracking it, Suze, as well. That's awesome." Uh, same for me, actually. I found the same thing. It's like if you dig into where people are coming from and what oh they and sometimes it might not be that they've listened to every podcast, but it's like I'll get people going like this is what I love the most is when someone sends me a message. You go, "Hey, I've been listening to your show for a bit. Love what you're doing." Um, just wanted to connect with you here on LinkedIn. And I'm like, that is someone I didn't know about. Now they're in my network and now we can have a con. Like, I'm just like, yes, that's like, I get so excited. I'm like, this is worth it. This, all this effort is worth it. So let's talk a little bit about the effort and what you need to do. Because like you said, the cream rises to the top. Where do we start? Like, so for someone who's like listening to this going, oh, it's been on my mind for a while. And I know a lot of people are in that boat. They're like, I've been thinking about it haven't taken the plunge, mm. what would you say to them? Where do they need to start and what do they need to start asking themselves to, to figure out what they need to do? Yeah, sure. Well, look, I can talk about that all day. And, in fact, I wrote a, a, a blog post on this very topic. So um, if people want more detail, they can go to webbuzz.com.au, go to the blog section, and there's an article on on how to successfully launch and market a podcast. Um, so uh, some highlights from that. Um, the first thing is you've got a plan, right? You've got to work out what the show is is going to be about and who is it going to be for. Uh, You need a very clear, distinct value proposition. It has to stand out from the crowd and that goes to the name. So I spent a lot of time working on just the name and the look and the brand. Um, And Ben, my business partner at WebBuzz, designed a fantastic logo. And so even before we launched an episode, it had a real look and feel and vibe about it, right? But we were really clear on who who was it for. It is for business owners, small to medium-sized businesses, entrepreneurs, and marketing managers in medium, you know, medium groups. So 
that's the core audience CEOs, um, you know, in, in sort of sort of mid mid cap companies. Um, that's who it's for. And then we work back from there. What content do they want? And it's about hey, let's let's solve these these key challenges that hold people back from growing their business. And so the plan is really really important. I can't emphasize that enough. Once you've got the plan, you then need to go out and uh, you know start working out how you're going to produce it. What kind of guests? How long it's going to be? Uh, and and you know, put it all together, record some stuff. Once you've got a product, that's the notional starting point. But then there's a whole point about marketing and getting an audience, and that's that's probably the hardest part. Well, I definitely want to ask you for some tips on that. Shout out to Helen Hull for actually she's now commented with that. Um, blog post that you mentioned. So guys, stay here first and then go check it out afterwards. But <laughs> I recommend going to check that out if you're at that point. Because that I I mean, I, we were chatting before the show, Darren, and I said to you, I was like, you're like, how long have you been podcasting for? I'm like, well, this podcast project has been this year, but I actually started back in 2018. Yeah. Went about it a little bit of a different way. I think this was the scientist in me going, I'll just start putting stuff out there and then I'll iterate and iterate and iterate and practice and practice and practice. I yeah. think because I had the luxury and time to do that, I ended up in a place that I'm really happy with. But if we can save people the time <laughs> doing it my weird experimental science way, uh, <laughs> that would be good. Well, you know, that's right. There's, I mean, I think you make a really good point there, Lauren. There is no sort of right and wrong way. People come to it in, in various um, sort of uh, routes. But, but, yes, if you can plan it, and you've got a clear idea, it might save you that iteration, that iterative process, that time. Um, but, you know, people don't have, sometimes they're not super clear on it. Sometimes they just want to get into it. Sometimes it's, it's, they just enjoy the learning process uh, and then an idea will firm up later. So there's no, there's no one way, but if in terms of hitting the ground running and getting a result as quickly as possible, I would recommend as much planning as you can. Yeah, and especially like, and Karen just brought up this point as well, clever words around working back from who your clients are um, and that, you know, that kind of, it, it applies to everything, right? Like we always need to be thinking about who's our end user, who's the person I actually want listening to this. And I think, you know, a lot of people are, and this is really what we're talking about today is not the hobby podcast. We're talking about podcasting for business growth. There's nothing That's wrong right. with having a hobby podcast, but this is specifically for can I use this as a marketing tool to grow my brand? So yeah. let's talk a little bit about, because it almost sounds like that same thing you hear when people talk about a book. They go like, they write their book, they're like, oh, I'm done. And it's like, no, the work has just begun. That's <laughs> so, right. Oh, yeah. So you, <laughs> well, you, you put a podcast out there. I've seen people do this. On average, people put about four episodes. There's heaps of podcasts out there with four episodes and that's it because people go, oh, I'm not getting traction. And I think our brain wants that dopamine spike of like, people are listening, people are watching. And so yeah. what what happens from there? Like what, can you give us an idea of like, what sort of period of time are we looking at just to grow the show? Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, is it like after three months, if we're getting like, what's, a, what, what's good and what's bad? Like, how do we kind of figure that out? Yeah, sure. So, um, I mean, every show is different and it really depends on, uh, so the audience that you might get, for instance, in a B2B sort of marketing crowd um, is not going to be as big as um, 
you know, someone doing a comedy podcast, for instance, right? Like, which is more all-encompassing. Um, but let me step you through. We've now got a really good audience and we've built a fairly substantial audience in about four, four months. So Amazing. it might be good if I can just step you through how we did that. So as I said, we did a lot of pre-planning and part of the plan was that we invested in PR and we wanted to get some real momentum uh, when we dropped the first couple of episodes. And my hope, fingers crossed hope, was that we would get picked up by uh, Apple um, new and noteworthy uh, section. So for those that aren't aware, Apple have a new and noteworthy section in their podcast. And that's where they take, you know, they cure, they, a human goes, this looks really good for our audience. We're going to promote this within Apple Podcasts. So the profile of your show goes right up. So that was what I was aiming for, but I knew that I had to get seven, you know, a, a bunch of things right before that could happen. So I invested in uh, PR uh, with Helen from uh, Helper Media. Hi, Helen. I know you're watching. Hi, Helen. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and we got some great PR. So we were in Mumbrella and we were in Campaign Brief and a bunch of other things, uh, even before I think the first episode or second episode dropped. Fast forward a couple of episodes and we had a, you know, a bit of momentum. We were getting some listens, but it was still fairly small numbers. And then um, I joined some podcasting groups on Facebook and, um, and LinkedIn. And someone in, within one of those groups shared what they call the sacred link, which is how you actually can apply to get your podcast featured in New and Noteworthy. Oh. Yes. So it was only because I was in this group uh, and, you know, I was contributing to the group. I was, you know, I'm offering whatever, you know, knowledge or tips I could, even though I was a very new podcaster. And I was asking questions and then someone posted this link. I was like, oh, my God, that's what I want. So I saw it at like 11 o'clock at night. I immediately, you know, jumped out of bed, went to the desk, wrote a long submission. But in the submission, I was able to link to the articles in Mumbrella and Campaign Proof and so on. So it looked like we were much bigger than we were at that point. Um, and, uh, you know, we had a nice logo and it was all professional. And, and then it showed, you know, the, the content's also, you know, quality. Um, and then really uh, I didn't hear anything. And about two, two weeks later, I looked at my the podcast download stats and it's like eight in the morning and there's been like 100 downloads already. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's happened here? And sure enough, it's literally the number two in the new and noteworthy. And when you open it on the on your smartphone, it's right there. And it stayed there in that spot for about two weeks. And we literally it, it had a very long tail. We moved sort of down slowly through new and noteworthy. But the, the upshot of it is that, we uh, we got ten thousand downloads uh, in the space of three months, um, and um, we now have a core audience. So uh, I think the audience is over fifty five countries, um, predominantly in Australia and New Zealand. And every time we put out an episode now, it's just hoovered up. Like it's sort of, or like within a day, there's been you know six or seven hundred downloads, um, and like that that might not sound like a lot to people, but um, they've studied this. If you're getting more than 500 downloads um, for each episode within about a month of that episode being published, you're in the very top realm of podcast. So more than 500 within a month, 
of each episode, you're killing it, right? You're doing really well. Um, so that's what happened to us. Uh, as I said, we now you know, have a really dedicated audience. Um, people, yes, I'm getting connected, like friend requests on LinkedIn all the time. We're getting uh, inquiries for our business from, you know, we had one from New York the other day for a tech startup over there. So it's really you know, taken everything to the next level. It's been It's been amazing. Well, and the other thing is, like you mentioned the, the 500 download stat, like the other thing I was thinking is it's B2B. And I don't mean as in like it's B2B, therefore it's boring. I mean as in it's B2B as in like you're already targeting a, a highly sought after very like there's so much content out there for that audience and also yeah. it's a small audience. So to be getting 500 downloads in that space uh, in such a short period of time, amazing. I'm kind of like, oh, man, I wish I knew about that secret link. <laughs> I'll share it with you. I'll share it with you later. No, they, they literally, in the Facebook group, they call it the sacred link. Like oh. it, it, it's kind of like this golden link. Uh, and uh, But the thing is that um, the, uh, the link is important, but it was the planning and the strategy and the PR. I, I had everything right so that when when a human being looked at it, they went, yeah, this show's pretty good. Actually, I think, you know, look, it's got some buzz already. Um, you know, the content's really high quality. It's got some, you know, I, I also secured guests for the show worth $2.5 billion. Um, and that was without even a web page or a piece of audio recorded. So I had a great pitch deck that I, I put to some really serious entrepreneurs and, and uh, tech um, unicorns. And so they... They took a punt and said, this looks pretty good. Yeah, you don't have an audience or anything yet, but we'll, we'll give it a crack. And so it's repaid their faith. Um, and I know that one of our guests who is a CEO of a um, uh, great B2B business, uh, hello to Rob uh, Newman from NEMAP. It was fantastic having him on the show. He's uh, He totally nerded out. He, he, was, he was great. And um, apparently he very much enjoyed the... Uh, uh, the experience of being on the show. So so we try to make it fun for our guests, you know, because, um, you know, this stuff, if you do it the wrong way, can be boring, you know, uh, but it it shouldn't be boring. It's, let's have a bit of fun. We have some funny segments on our show called the Nerdometer, Nerd Under Pressure, Nerd Superpower. We, you know, we fully nerd out. Uh, you know, I get dressed up in a silly outfit, you know. I, I, I don't want to ruin the um, mystique, uh, Lauren, but I, I don't... I don't go around like this all the time. You, know, uh, you, 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 you can see me at Audi in some 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 shorts and a and a t shirt with a hole in it. Uh, if you if you you might uh, if you look hard enough. Anyway, there you go. No, I love that, and it's it's interesting as well because like every you said a key word there before about your product. This is a product, and it's yep. like to me, I'm like it's the same thing when whenever we're putting together a product. The promise of value, that value proposition, the outcome that we're delivering. What do we want people to feel and think? What do we want people to experience by being a part of our brand? How do we encourage people to share and build word of mouth? Like all of those things. And I think that I wonder if like a question that, that's kind of been popping in, in my head a few times as we've been chatting is like with the internet, with digital marketing, it's sort of like we have this power to just press publish. But does that sometimes cause problems because it's so easy? You know, it's so easy to just put something on there like, well, I put that out there, it's published. Do you think that causes problems because we don't have those, those filters that we would have had 
in the 70s, 80s, 90s, where it's like mass media, you have mm. to be pretty good to get PR. You have to be pretty good to get an article in an editorial in a magazine. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, um, I think part of what you're referring to is the low attention span uh, of people these days in the, in the digital age. That's the first challenge. The second thing is um, what we call a saturated market or a saturated channel. So, um, you know, most of the online platforms are now completely saturated um, and uh, PR is, 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 a, is a sort of a more of an old school um, method. But it's interesting, one of my uh, guests, uh, Neil Luo from Airwallex, uh, he made some interesting points and he said that those guys are a, a billion dollar tech platform, but he said that the, the analog, non-digital channels like PR and radio and what, whatever um, are better value. He's, he, uh, so he's, you know, they've crunched the numbers and they've, these, these online platforms now, the cost per acquisition uh, for new users on those platforms like Google and Facebook and LinkedIn and so on um, is high. It's no longer cheap. Uh, and so, you know, they've had uh, some, some great success uh, through other more conventional channels like PR. So, yes, you know, um, there's a great opportunity there. It is a, sat you know, these channels can be saturated. But back to the, one of the earlier points I made, you've got to stand out. You've got to have something of value to say. You've got to have a unique angle. You've got to have cut through. You've got to have conviction. And ultimately, you've got to think about who you're targeting and what is of value to that person. Um, so if you don't have all of those things lined up, it's not going to work. And yes, to your point, just putting something up and hoping it sticks Unless you're a genius or you're lucky, you're kind of wasting your time, right? Like, it, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't, I've got a healthy ego, but I don't pretend that I'm, 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 I'm so, I'm such a genius that I can just, you know, smash that stuff out and people are going to love it, right? Like, you know, I work hard, you know, we, we work hard to put stuff out that is, we've thought a lot about and we've, and, and even then, sometimes it doesn't work, right? So, yeah, it's, you've got to put the work in. You've got to think about, you know, going to buy personas like what, 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 you know, what, what does your target audience want and then execute really well. I've got a couple more comments on the live stream. Thanks, guys. Keep them coming in. Floris said, uh, hi, Floris. Uh, not everyone is an expert, but a voice on the internet makes people position themselves as experts. But are they? Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was thinking. It's like, because the weird thing also that happens is you get that like Dunning-Kruger effect, which I talk about all the time on the show. You get like people like, I read a book about this, therefore I'm an expert. I'm just going to put stuff out. And then you get all these experts and actually – for me, this is such a key part of what I like to do with my show is I like to talk to a lot of experts who are maybe not as well-known, as well as well-known ones. But for me, I'm like, I don't care about that. What I care about is like, do you have insight and knowledge and do you actually know what you're talking about? Yeah. Because a lot of knowledgeable people don't put themselves out there. That's right. And you're quite right. I mean, like I, I, um, I really have to fight to make the time in my schedule to do the podcast because um, I'm working on client stuff. You know, often, that's a very good point you make. Often there's really, really talented people aren't active on social media or producing content because they're working on client stuff, right? Mm -hmm. they're, they're, that's where they are. It's not because they don't have anything to say or whatever. They're just too busy on their, on their paid work 
Um, so you really have to carve the time out. The other point I want to make here is that it goes to your point earlier about, you know, experts and oh, anyone can be an expert, you know, they just whatever. There's a lot of this around. And, and what I've noticed there's a real trend these days for so-called experts to mimic what real experts are doing. You know, they sort of, they'll have some sort of nice graphic design, you know, and they'll, and they'll, they'll sign their name like there's some celebrity, you know, and that stuff really, I, I, it annoys the hell out of me. I can't stand it because it's like, you know, I, I know you or, I, I you know, I, I can tell there's not a lot of depth there, right? But they're copying the techniques that work for, you know, um, the more serious uh, entrepreneurs who have built a good social uh, social media following or presence. So, so yeah, there's a tip there for people. You've got to just... It's hard. You've got to. You've got to. If you're trying to work out who to who to work with, uh, who's the expert, like you, you've got to dig deep. You know, you've got to you've got to put put people through a few hoops and see how they respond and how much they really know. Because there's a lot of people out there who walk. Uh, sorry, who talk the talk, uh, but don't necessarily walk the walk. Karen uh, Tisdale said, when you, when you were talking about more value, did you mean better return on investment on time? I'm just trying to remember where we brought that up. But do, do you remember? Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think that might have been about the, the, the value to the, to the user, that is to the listener of the podcast or to the, you know, the, the um, business person or entrepreneur out there. Well, let's take sort of bring it back a little bit, make it more broader, just so for any business person and focusing on the value to your target customer. So where a marketing agency will typically start um, is around what's called a buyer persona, um, which I'm sure, Lauren, you know what that is. But for those that don't, it's essentially it's you create like a composite character um, of a, a target customer. And you might have several of them, right? So one of them might be, you know, Sharon from um, Maroochydore, you know, and, and, you know, she lives there and she, she doesn't really use uh, the internet. She watches TV, those kind of things. So you're kind of working out who the person is that you want to attract, where they can be found, what their interests are, and crucially, what's their problem, but also what might be their objection to using your product or service. So in this way, you can start to anticipate objections and you can craft rebuttals into the content on the web page or in the marketing materials and so on right so when you go to that level of detail the marketing starts to be and particularly it's based on data the marketing start to be less let's ha- you know have a go just put a put a put a finger in the air and see what happens it starts to actually hit the mark uh, and so that's where you start and once you've got those buyer personas and you understand what that what value that target customer is after, uh, then everything just flows a lot easier. Value proposition, messaging, um, and so on. 
Yeah, we have been talking a bit on the show about the importance of empathy mapping and the importance of really getting inside that person's head for each of those characters. You know, what's actually really going on for this person? What are the symptoms they're experiencing? Because you might be talking about a problem they never used that language before, you know, and, yeah. and you're talking about this problem. They're going, oh, that doesn't resonate with me, but that's the problem they, they have. Uh, Karen said more about the value on PR. So, yeah, when we were talking about PR, I think you were saying that there is is more value in that in some some respects you want to speak to that a little bit more and then I've got a couple more questions to to wrap up and we'll finish we'll finish soon guys so if you do have any more questions for Darren please um pop them in now because I think there's a bit of a lag <laughs> okay um so the value of PR look um, I can you know speak with a reasonable degree of authority on this um in my first business um seniors first I actually did loads of PR on that and, and was quite successful was in the Sunday Telegraph and on the radio a lot. And this is going back, you know, 10, 12 years ago. Um, and, 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 you know, it, it was excellent for the business. PR can be, it's hard, it can be a bit hard to measure though. I mean, there are tools that can measure it. But what it does, um, people trust, well, they used to in this day and age uh, about, you know, fake news, maybe less so, but traditionally they have trusted uh, news and editorial more than advertising, yeah? And so that's what it buys you. It's a credibility thing. It's also an awareness thing. So it's top of the line marketing. It's getting the brand out there at a, at a, at a top level. Um, it's not, doesn't really drive, often it won't drive sales straight away. There'll be a lag effect. Um, but, but, but people will, you know, it'll get your name out there. They'll come to your website. You know, they'll check you out. Uh, it establishes more authority and credibility and it can help with the conversion. So, yes, PR is, is fantastic. Um, but, you know, if you're a new business um, and you need to get some runs on the board, um, my advice, depending on your budget, would be that, um, you know, direct uh, response marketing like pay-per-click and, uh, you know, uh, SEO and so on is, is almost always a better initial bet because that's going to just... Um, produce sales and revenue faster. So you, once you've got some runs on the board and you've got you know, some money in the bank and, and then go and invest in PR. Um, I made a mistake early on with my seniors first business. I, I just love the idea of PR and I immediately put a, a, uh, an agency on a $5,000 a month retainer. And that was a massive mistake. I was like, you know, I got a couple of articles, right? But it didn't generate any sales. And I was like, man, if I keep going like this, I'm going to, I'm going to go out of business. So I canned it after a month, uh, and and that's when I started putting putting uh, putting it into more sort of radio at that time, and 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 so on. But you know, I'm just about to embark on on on, on another big PR campaign for Seniors First, and I'm a big believer in it. So it's about right time, and 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 making sure that you do measure it as well as far as you can. Yeah, awesome. All right, we're going a little bit over time, but I really want to ask you about this. So, if it's cool for you to for you to stay on the live stream with me, Darren. Sure. Um, okay. So, what I want to ask you a little bit more about is discoverability, because you mentioned the new and noteworthy thing, but I don't want people to feel disheartened about like, well, what if I don't get on the new and noteworthy section? Is that it? Like, I may as well just try to launch another podcast. Um, mm -hmm. What other things can we do to get our podcast? discovered maybe if you can just talk us through a couple of tips you have there um mm -hmm. so that we can start to grow that audience organically 
Yep. So the first thing is quality content. There are no shortcuts. You can't have rubbish content. Um, uh, you've got to ha- you've got to have good content on on the show, right? So that so we'll assume that everyone gets past that. Beyond that, um, a couple of go and list your podcast, get distribution, put it on every um, platform or directory that you can. Um, r- consider running a pay per click campaign on Google for when people there is search volume for podcasts in different types. So you can have an ad fly up, and yeah, that can people get people to sign up that way. Obviously, social media uh, is great, but you've got to have a following um, to make it worthwhile. So, uh, you know, if it's a new podcast, new brand, you'll have to go out, buy some likes. Um, you know, there's no point investing a lot of time in posting social media if you've got like 10 followers. So either buy the likes or boost a post or whatever um, and ta- make sure that you're targeting to uh, the people that are going to be most interested in your, in your podcast. Um, and the there's a load of tips I can give you, but the other good one uh, would be that uh, in every episode, have a call to action. So even if you've only got 10, 20, 30 listeners, right, that's 10 or 20, 30 people that are engaged with your show. So if you ask them to do something, they may well do it. So ask them to, uh, I ask my listeners to subscribe on their podcast player um, uh, because what that means then is that they get the show automatically. Um, so that's a good thing to do early on. You want them to subscribe. But once you get to a certain point, you can start to suggest people, hey, you know, tell, leave a review because a review then will put a signal out to other users, which will attract more people. And the final thing um, that people can do is SEO. So you can um, SEO your content. Make sure that when you publish the episode onto your website, that you have not only a show notes page where you're putting kind of highlights, but you, I also have a, a whole transcription page. Now, my episodes are usually between 35 and 40 minutes long. That often turns into 7,000 words of very SEO rich text. Uh, and so we make sure we SEO that up. It's all optimized um, and, and um, you know, it gets found on search engines. So when people are searching on a particular topic that your podcast episode is about, there's a better chance that you're going to be found and you're going to grow your audience through the Google search engine. So there's um, five or six really quick tips. No, that's awesome. And I think, you know, one thing with that is I actually see a lot of podcasters who might be podcasting for a year and they don't have a website for their podcast and they're just using the platform. So it might be on Anchor or Lisbon or whatever, and they're just relying on that platform to be like the web page. But really when you're talking about SEO, you do need your own website, right? Oh, you do. And and there are some really good um, hosting platforms out there that uh, will kind of fold in a website with that. Um, so um, the one that we use is Captivate FM. Uh, they're, they're, I, I can really recommend them. Um, Podbean's another one. I mean, there's some good ones out there, but um, people need to work out what's right for their budget. But absolutely, um, if you're serious about growing an audience and you're doing this for business, you've either got to have a website or you've got to have a dedicated page on your business website. Um, or, or a dedicated area for the podcast. Um, you, you, you're wasting your time otherwise. Yep. This has been um, so much fun. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Karen, you said top episode. Love your shows, Lauren. I oh, appreciate it. Um, <laughs> thanks, Karen. <laughs> um, 
Darren, just once again, um, tell us how we can how people here can find out about your show. I'm definitely going to go and have a listen. I love the idea of nerding out on business, so very excited about that. How can people find out more about that and more about you and the work you're doing? Fantastic. No, thanks, Lauren. Um, so um, the podcast is Nerds of Business. Uh, it's uh, pretty easy to find on Apple, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts. So you know, you just need to search nerds of business and it'll come up um, and um, and you can uh, check it out and have a listen. Uh, the website to have a look at the the podcast is webbuzz.com.au forward slash nerds. That's webbuzz.com.au forward slash nerds. That's the, the kind of the home for the podcast. And that'll also bring you to our agency website. But yeah, you can see all the episodes there and, and read more about it. And yes, you know, while you're there, you can... If, you, if you're interested or you have a need for digital marketing or uh, lead generation, SEO, what have you, then um, by all means, check out uh, some of the ways that we can help businesses grow. Uh, we really, um, our value proposition is to businesses is that we want to bring back that life is good feeling in your business, right? So you know, we, we want to, you know, we, you know, you see those entrepreneurs are doing well. You know, they've got that kind of businesses booming smile. You know, they're, they're really sort of beaming. Uh, so that's what we try to bring into our clients, you know, and particularly in the very strange era in which we live. I think uh, there's a lot of value in that. Amazing. Darren, thanks so much. Thanks everyone for joining and for all your questions. If you have questions because you're watching this on replay or you're listening to this on the podcast, um, Twitter, comment here, wherever. I'm sure Darren will be happy to answer some more questions. So Darren, thank you once again. And thank you, everyone. I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks, guys. Okay, so that's it from me for this week. Happy Friday. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. Don't forget to go check out Darren's show. Uh, also, you can find him on LinkedIn. Let him know if you connect with him. Let him know that you heard about him from this podcast. Until next time, remember that sharing your talents with the world will make it a better place. Have a great weekend, guys.